and welcome to a brand new life, to a brand new day, all the way from the wastelands of California. My name is Michael, and I'm a mere figment of your imagination. I look forward to once again serve you those sounds of salvation. First time listeners turn on, tune in, and drop out. This is a very, very different kind of show. A place where we don't feel so alone. Let us chase away the light no matter what you at home choose to believe. I do admire you for your curiosity. Tonight, we will be joined by a very special soul. Andy Jardine has returned once again. And don't forget, you too can get involved. Your phone calls are always needed. That number is 760332. 8724. One more time. 760332. 8724. Don't be afraid. Now let's bring in our first guest here. Andy, are you alive out there? Yes, I'm, sir. I'm so glad you're here, my friend. Let me tell you, good to be back. Oh, yes. So much to talk about with you and. I apologize for all the issues we got into it uh, prior to the show, just starting uh, to get the thing rolling here. No worries, no worries. All sorts of hiccups. You know yeah. how that goes. Yeah. yeah it's well, super annoying. The, the bonus is I'm wide awake now, so that's, yeah, so until, that's good. And tell the audience where you are. I'm in Spain. On the, uh, the coast, the Mediterranean coast, beautiful. You can see from there. Yeah, you're in a great location. Lucky you. Yeah, yeah. I, I have to be here. Um, I can't be anywhere else. I can't be anywhere that's cold. Um, I, I would just uh, fall up into a ball and die. Uh, anything below 15 degrees, that's that me finished. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. And of course, for those that don't know, you are the author of the book, Anunnaki Genesis. The truth was yeah, written in point. stone. And uh, yes. yeah. great book, by the way. You read it, yeah? Yep. Finally. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, but I, I really did enjoy it. And I definitely want to get into it with you here, but... I definitely want you to refresh the listeners. Want you to refresh their memories, and tell Just them, a, yeah, tell them a little bit about yourself before we get started here. Oh wow! I I was a um, really competitive kid um, when I was younger. I just trained in everything that I could, every, anything I could find. Um, gymnastics, uh, Kang Sudo, I did karate, I did judo, I did kung fu, I did football, I did athletics, um, you name it, I was doing it. It was literally training all the time. And then when I got into my late uh, teens, I started competing. Um, so I'm going to do that. from there to become a trainer. Literally by accident, a couple of my friends said, oh, can you teach us how to kickbox? Um, we've hired a hall, um, you know, 
just twice a week come, come and teach us. So I was like, okay. And then the next thing I know, I had about 20 people there. All, all, all paying me, um, you know, five pounds a session. Very good. It seems, like, <laughs> it seems like the echo it has like the slightly returned and they can't hear you now. Very oh, low. Damn. Is that better? I could hear you okay. Chat room, can you hear uh, Andy? I'll talk to you. Can you hear me now? I hear you fine. It's just okay. the chat room. Uh, they couldn't hear you for whatever reason. Okay, okay. Are they good now? I hear you loud and clear. But the chat room, uh, I think they might be having some trouble with you. Oh, damn. They barely okay. hear you, they say. Okay. That is not a good sign, folks. No, not a good sign at all. Let's see. Uh, what about now, folks? Can you hear the guest okay? Go ahead and talk a little bit for us. Right. And you, can you hear me now? Is it better? You sound good to me, though. It's too bad, though. I was hoping they could hear you loud and clear, just like myself, but I think we should keep rolling. It's okay. Yeah, that's better. Okay. That, that, that works. Yeah. Yeah, we're good to okay. go now. A bit temperamental, this. I'll, I'll use my other computer next time. This, this one's really old and... Uh, an old dinosaur. That's okay. Uh, laptop, you know, with uh, held together with scotch tape, stuff, you know. Oh yes. So uh, you were just describing uh, your background here before you kind of dropped out. Yeah, yeah. I think I started about started uh, just training people and competing. Right. Um, and then I just uh, obviously. I, when I was training people on competing, I, I went to lots of different events. And when I started taking my fighters to different events, and they were really poorly organized, um, I just thought I could do better than this myself. So I started doing my own shows. Just evolved from there, really. Um, but I'm paying the price for it now, because uh, I've got screws in one ankle holding my bones together and uh, I've been in a wheelchair since December um, I have my ankle operated on and I have the other one operated on two months time yes I, I believe you sent me a photo of that yeah yes, and that, that's why I moved here to Spain because um, to recover from my um, end stage degenerative joint disease Basically, arthritis, uh, where I was living in Wales, in England, it would have just been awful. You know, I wouldn't have had a life. I, did, I didn't have a life. I was just stuck in my bedroom. So, up and down the stairs with a problem. Here, we've got an elevator. Um, Park the car downstairs in the garage. I actually put the photo of the screws up in oh, the chat did, room. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. pretty horrible. Uh, yeah, I was awake for that. I, I watched the whole operation. Um, 
Uh, they didn't put me out. They gave me an epidural. So I, I watched the whole procedure. You were awake for this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched the whole lot. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I could, uh, I, I could see it under the monitors. I was obviously lying on my back. They got everything covered over you now. Yeah, the, the, the chat room feels your pain. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was, um, I had a, like a mild sedative. I was awake. Um, my legs were like a girl. Um, I could uh, hear all the, you know, <laughs> yes. the and I was looking at the screen and I was like, my leg, because it just didn't feel like it. It felt like my leg was in a different direction, you know, because um, they put it out and it felt like it was straight, like straight down, but they put it out to one side. Uh, you know, when I saw my foot. That part, it felt like it was in front of me. This was just the real thing. See where they get this, uh, you know, the ghost thing from. You know. But having that, not the use of your legs, like paralyzed from the face down, gave me an insight into, you know, people that have lost, you know, the spine downwards. I believe we are losing you here. Sorry, uh, you can hear me now? Better? Yeah, now I hear you better. You were like fading into the wind there. Do you know what it is? I just turned my head to, to the left and uh, got look straight into panel of the computer. Huh. So, yeah. Yeah. You you all right now? You, yeah, we you hear you well? now. Yeah, now I hear you oh. fine. Okay. Definitely yeah, stay please. there. Definitely stay there. No. Okay. Don't move. I will. I'm not gonna <laughs> Yeah, someone in yeah. the chat room they don't they didn't hear how you injured yourself, however. It's just all the training I've done over the years. Okay, um, wear and tear over the uh, years. Yeah, it's called uh, end-stage degenerative joint disease. Okay. And basically, basically what happened was um, I, I, they could have treated it with pyrolyric acid injection, but um, I was doing my shows, and the girl that was working on reception was stealing money. Uh, from me, and when I found out she was stealing money, I confronted her about it. Um, and then the next week, I had two policemen at my door, come to arrest me for harassment. <laughs> so I went down to the police station, and then suddenly they made up two other charges out of thin air. Um, they kept me in the cells for three days. Um, and they put me in the next day. And no convictions or anything. Then they stuck me in prison. Oh. You yeah. sound like you are fading underwater now. Just like the, just like someone in the chat room said. <laughs> right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get in the prone position. So I don't turn my head. So, that better slightly 
Still well, bad. Yeah. Still bad. Uh, maybe I should try calling you back on here. Can do. Yeah, let, let me call you back here. Call him. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are having uh, some trouble with the guest. Man overboard indeed, hypnotic eye in the chat room says. Yeah, very true. It's very difficult to hear the guest. Don't know what's going on with him out there. We'll try again. Hopefully this time he's uh, somewhat okay. Hello. Yo. Okay. Is oh, you sound you sound pretty good now. It's really clear. You sound somewhat better. Good. Yes. Let's carry on now. So you definitely injured yourself there, and that was horrific. You had yeah. You didn't get a I mean, chance to treat it. Yeah, because of all that rubbish that happened with that girl, and uh, you know, they stick me in prison on you know remand for four months. It's just ridiculous. And the, the other reason was, um, because she was dating a policeman, so he used his friends, um, you know, to uh, yeah, it was just it was just an awful, awful experience to be honest. And and then it was all it was all dropped in the end, so. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry for all that. Uh, but in that four months, well, I could have got medical treatment, and it would have prolonged um, the, the, you know, the ankle joints. Um, but because because I was there, and you get a vitamin D deficiency when you're in a place like that, right? Because, uh, and the vitamin D deficiency really, really accelerates the joint disease. So when I came out, I couldn't walk anymore. I was like in serious pain, um, and and uh, I didn't know what it was. I was just training through it, you know. When you're a fighter, you learn to train through the pain. Through the and I, yeah. I was running, and every step was painful. When I was running, and and I was getting slower and slower and slower at running, and I didn't know what it was, and then I. Finally went to the doctor and said, Look, my ankles are killing me all the time. It's you know, sent me for an X-ray, and they went, yeah, you've got no joints left. You're just bone on bone, and you've worn away about thirty percent of your bone, like with rubbing, you know. Yeah, I put the picture um, back up, by the way, so people can can stare at it while you're talking again. Yeah. Good lord. So, so it's uh, yeah, it's been a long. Been like yeah, five five years now. So I finally had the operation last year on okay. the left ankle. Um have to have the operation on the right ankle sooner because the right ankle was taking a bashing because of all the weight I've had to put on it because I'm only on one leg. Um so yeah, I'll be back in hospital in a couple of months having the other one done. So Right on. Well, that's I it. hope I hope you're okay. Yeah, no, that was the whole point of moving to Spain. Um, it's uh, so that I've got, I've got a swimming pool next next to me, um, so I can exercise in the pool, um, swim. Um, you know, um, I've got the weather, which makes the arthritis so much better. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just the. Uh, 
generally a happier place when you're in the sun, isn't it? Oh, yes. Um, oh, yes. Got, got the sea down there, got kayaking. Um, you, know, you, can't do, you can't do all that in England. It would just be a miserable existence there, recovering from uh, this kind of operation. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. And how exactly did you become interested enough to write the Anunnaki Genesis? Uh, well, it's actually like when I told you about going to prison for four months. Right. Um, when I came out, um, I wanted to move out of the area. So I moved out the area with my missus and my son. We moved and we moved to Wales, um, which is beautiful down there as well. Um, it's uh, by the seaside, you know, there's beautiful beaches and stuff, and uh, and it's, it's a lot quieter than West London. West London's just so noisy, you know. It's um, right next to the airport. We were. Cars everywhere, people everywhere. It's just too busy there for me. I like it. Nice, nice, quiet. Nice and quiet. So, yeah, I wrote it when we were in Wales. Um, because obviously I, I couldn't really do much. Um, I couldn't do any training or anything. I, I was in the house most of the time. And by the way, why were um, you, why were you in jail? Because that girl that was uh, working for me on the reception. Right. That was stealing money from the till. When I when I confronted her about the money, um, and when I say confronted her, I didn't sound bad. I said, "Look, I know you've been stealing money. Like, look, let's talk about it. Let's talk about how you can like pay me back, you know, uh, without me involving the law, you know." And uh, the next thing, I put the law at my door, so she's done one on me, uh, and. I didn't know what was going on. I was like, I don't know, harassment? What the hell? What do you mean harassment? They basically uh-huh. used all the work emails for me saying, right, da, 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 you know, this this is, I think you've been doing this. Da, da, and it was all by email back and forth. And, and they called that harassment um, when I'm just trying to find out where my money's gone, um, basically. And she was working for me. Um yeah, and she turns out she was baiting a copper, and uh, he used his uh, friends and stuff. He made up some some charges out of thin air, you know, which we dropped. Um, yeah, it was just rubbish. So it was a mess, in other words. It's just disgraceful, to be honest. It really is. That you know, I mean, it just gives the police such a bad name when they when they do stuff like that. They, you know. They should be objective. They shouldn't take things personally, you know. And they shouldn't be doing favors for a person either to try and set someone else up, you know. I right. mean, you know, my my son was devastated because he just lost his granddad, right? So it's the first funeral he's gone to, and then he all of a sudden he doesn't know where his dad is. So he thought I was dead as well, and then he starts wetting the bed and stuff like that and crying. So my missus. I said to her, you've got to bring him down to see me. I know you don't want to bring him down here, but you've got to bring him down because he thinks I'm gone like his granddad's gone. You've got to bring him down. So when she brought him down, it all changed. But, yeah, but, but people don't realize that's the sort of effect that you have. It's not, you know, it's 
not getting she's not getting one back on me or anything like that. Right, um, right. She, I, I just affected my son, a little four year old boy, you know, and putting loads of stress on my missus. Uh, you know, hasn't done anything wrong, you know. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that, yeah, that's always a yeah. hard thing yeah. when kids yeah. are involved and you know you're fighting the the wife, the girlfriend, and then sometimes even the family. Yeah, I've just seen it so much uh, there in, in that they see the, with the court system and stuff like that, and they just seem to believe the best liar. Like the best, the best liars seem to win. You know, that that's the stage it's got to. Um, you know, it's just a ridiculous situation. There, you know, when they first you no, know, I mean, how can you arrest someone and make up charges? You've got no, no evidence, no nothing. Um, you know. How, how can you put someone in prison when you when you haven't got any evidence or, or no one's been injured, no one's been threatened, no one's uh, done anything to anyone, and they just put you in prison not 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 because they should, because they can, you know? Right. It's, uh, it's a disgrace, if you ask me. It's a disgrace, and uh, and the reason they can do that is because you consent to it. You consent to that when you when you get your birth certificate because you represent that. That's your legal fiction. Remember, I said to you, look up your straw man. Um, that's what your straw man is. When you when you are born, your parents take you down to the registry office and register you. But they're actually incorporating a company. That's a bond they're creating, and that bond is traded on the stock market. So you're just a commodity. You've become a consensual slave. Um, it's all maritime law, the whole thing. Um, and you can actually find out. Um, I'll send you all the details, actually, um, so you can pass it on to your um, listeners. You can actually find out what your bond is worth by going through uh, different uh, series of uh, websites and stuff and banking systems. Yes. Um, so, yeah. And what about your relationship with the woman and your child now? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, obviously, we live together in Spain, so, yeah. Um, Everything's good uh, now. Yeah, I mean, they are. Our mum died last week, so that wasn't good. Um, oh, so, sorry yeah. to hear that. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's bad. And uh, she had to go to the funeral, obviously. And I couldn't go because uh, my passport expired and I'm stuck in a wheelchair and the boy had school. So, yeah, I had to stay here for a week and uh, she had to deal with it. Right. She had family out there, so he was all right. Yes. So getting into back into how you were first motivated enough to write the, the book, how did that come into play yeah, for you now? It was in my on my mind for a long time because I done I did a few lectures beforehand um, in West London, um, and it was just a, just a topic of study for me really. The you know you know you you get told a lot of things when you're younger, like you get told a lot of lies. You know, tooth fairy lie, <laughs> Father Christmas lie, religion lie. Okay. You know, you slowly find out you've been lied to about almost everything. Um, 
so you start investigating, don't you? Right. And my last place was the religion thing, really. I was sort of, because uh, my dad was a quite a devout Christian, um, and uh, I just didn't buy it. I couldn't. I couldn't. It has to, for something, for you to believe something, it has to be logical, for me anyway. For a lot of sense. yeah, for a lot of people, they just uh, don't yeah. go with that sort of notion. No, it has to make sense, and to to me, like one guy or one omnipotent being in the sky that answers everyone's prayers, logistically, that's impossible. Um, if you think about it, logistically, he's still answering prayers from a few million years ago, um, and and we don't know if animals pray. Maybe they do. Um, and he's answering their prayers first. <laughs> How about uh, Scientology? Do you rule that out completely? Yeah, that's just mad. He's um, Elwin Hubbard, right? right. He, he, was, he, was, he was good friends with Jack Parsons. Jack Parsons was the first rocket scientist. Um, and I write about this in, in my book. Um, and he, he started the Jet Propulsion Laboratory. With a, with a guy called Theodore von Kármán, um, who was a German and knew Werner von Braun and a lot of other Nazis and was instrumental in bringing them over to America after World War II. But what happened with Jack Parsons was L. Ron Hubbard, um, ran off of his wife and stole all of his money, all of Jack Parsons' money. And Jack Parsons mysteriously died in an explosion in his house. So, um, and, and now all these guys were invest, being investigated by the um, FBI at the time, even our own Hubbard. All of them were. They were just a bunch of weirdos. They did strange things like rituals and stuff like that. They did some very strange stuff. They were friends of Alistair Crowley as well. You know the guy in London, Alistair Crowley? Yes. Ever heard of him? Of course. Yeah. Right. So um, they, they were all in that circle. And that, even there's a Chinese guy called Ching. Sing Tzu, I think his name is, and he was investigated by the FBI as well, and he, he buggered off, he left America and went back to China, and he actually started the Chinese space program. So he, he's a very, very good scientist. Yeah, so, Tom Cruise yeah. is one of the more famous Scientologists, and uh, Tom Cruise has done very well for himself as an actor, but Scientology, yeah, no, no. Yeah, but Scientology yeah. is just insane. That That's a cult. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course it is. Of course it is. There's nothing but a cult. How they've got that registered as a religion, right? I, they're well, they they know a lot. They know some people in some powerful positions. That's all I can say. Because yeah, they do. To get that registered as a religion is ridiculous, um, and that's just that's just to avoid paying tax. So really, they've 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 done a job, haven't they? They've done like the biggest job that you can ever sort of pull over on anyone and and start the most ridiculous religion that you could ever think up or, you know, it is, it's, uh, it's worse than, um, it the makes, Mormon religion. Is, I I mean, was, that's, that's yeah. That's a, yeah, that's another, another religion where I would consider it a complete lie started yeah. by Joseph Smith. Uh, yeah, Joseph that, Smith that, that's a, that, that's a lie. My friend, that is another cult. Made yeah, it by another, another individual. It's another madman. It's another madman, mad insane. Um, uh, that that suddenly gets a following, just like um, 
I mean, you can look at them throughout history. Um, Joan of Arc, she was crazy. She was a mad woman. She was a lunatic. She she heard voices and stuff. Uh, you know, she was probably a paranoid schizophrenic. Um, the and the same goes for Muhammad of the Quran. That guy was a lunatic. Oh, by the way, you John know? John Travolta was also a Scientologist. I forgot all about that. Yeah, yeah, he is. That's yeah, weird. <laughs> yeah, That's, it is weird. It is weird once you start to uh, break down different religions and start to realize what they actually follow, and especially when you talk to certain people that belong to um, certain churches, you really start to get a feel for what they're all about, and you start to realize how insane they are. Uh, they probably join that religion for the tax uh, uh, benefits. Um, John Travolta and Tom Cruise, you know, because they probably get huge, huge tax benefits being part of that religion. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They're well off. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. It's, it's just, um, it's, it just amazes me. And, I, you know, some of the documentaries they've done on Scientology is when you start asking questions about them, they're all over you. They start filming you and stuff like that. And, coming to harass you and stuff and you know i saw the louis Theroux documentary um you know the the old english guy mm -hmm. uh, um so yeah they just uh they just suddenly attacked him didn't they like with cameras and stuff and yeah the mormons are also <laughs> uh the Mor the mormons are also insane yeah they if you believe like like a story like that like a like a fiction, and it is a, it is like a fiction. You believe it to be real, you've got to be a little bit mad, you know. Well, they wear magical yeah. underwear, so that should tell you something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's like if if you came across an adult that still believed in Santa Claus and the Tooth Fairy, you, you wouldn't you wouldn't think he was normal, would you? Not at all. Exactly, and that's that's the same that goes for these other things. These other religions, these cults, because that's all they are. You're right. They yeah, these are, are cults. cults. Yeah, it, it says started about ten people, and then grew to fifty people, then a hundred, then a thousand, then a hundred thousand. Yeah, but it all started with a few. It's a cult. It is a cult. Nothing. More. And lots of people defend their cult till the very end. It's uh, quite unfortunate. And that's why I think these Zumerian tablets are so important and they should be taught in every single school and they should be taught all over the world because every single religion we know for sure comes from these tablets and has been completely misunderstood, mistranslated, um, a whole shebang, you know? Yes. Yeah, so what these tell you a completely different story to what any religion tells you and it is it, it is a wild story but it makes sense and it's and it's being backed up with scientific evidence now which which is unrefutable really yeah what i like uh, what i like about your book by the way is that you you mentioned carl sagan and how he looked into the sumerian accounts as well he was also hmm. into the Sumerian culture, which is he yeah, is responsible he said, for. Yeah, go ahead. He, he said that the Sumerian accounts of the creation of humanity 
you know, should be looked at carefully because uh, of how much they believed in it and 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 went through the effort to write it all down on clay tablets and hundreds of thousands of clay tablets. That should be taken seriously. And when he launched Voyager One, he had briefings from every single country in the world um, on a gold disc, put onto a gold disc, which was on the the Voyager One. But he also put the Zumerian language on there as well, right. which is very, yeah, very interesting that he would choose that language. Yeah. Well, you know, these these people know there's a, you know, they they can't talk about it openly. Uh, they can't do it. Can't talk about it. Isn't it? I mean, even uh, the rocket scientist, Werner uh, von Braun, Brown, so, right? Uh, and and uh, oh, uh, Herman Obar. Yeah, we had help from other, other other people. You know, other beings helped us. You know, it's, it, when when someone like that says says that, you've got to like listen to them. You yeah. either think madman yes and and by the way uh you're, you're not a religious person per se correct no nah, i'm not not i i'm not at all um I, I think it's the root of all evil um along with money um religion is and it and basically it is the banking system that's how all the banking system started through religion um that's the religion in itself the banking system <laughs> so does that mean you fully uh, believe in evolution? No, I don't. That's a fairy tale as well. So you don't believe in evolution at all? No, evolution doesn't work for humans. It doesn't work. Uh, okay. Why yeah. do you feel that way? No, it doesn't. There's no missing links. It, it, you know, they'll never be found. They say they will find them. Uh, one day we will find them, but they haven't found them. They haven't found one missing link. So there's like, the picture that they show you with the, the ape on all fours and then the ape slowly lying up on two legs and then slowly get it standing upright. Have you seen that photo? I, yeah, I'm pretty sure I have. Man. Yeah. Yeah, it starts as an ape and you see him slowly evolving into a man. But the, the ape bit at the beginning and the man bit at the end, all the, all the, all the bits in between, they ain't there. That's just fantasy. Amazing. They've never found any of that that bit in the middle there. That's just made up. So I'm curious. Yeah, I'm curious what your. I'm just curious what your opinion is uh, on human origins, since you are not a believer of evolution. Uh, Well, if 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 you read the Sumerian tablets, right? Okay. So okay. They they were telling you that we were created by another race of beings that came here to mine gold. and Okay, so you subscribe people. to the ancient astronaut theory then? Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah, I do. Um, that's, that's basically, out of the three theories, evolution, creationism, and intervention, I, I, I go with the intervention theory. That makes more sense to me than any of the other two. Um. And and it is being backed up now with scientific evidence because we've got genetic geneticists working on um, our genome and DNA sequence and stuff like that. And Francis Crick said um, he was the guy who discovered the discovered the DNA um, sequence. 
he said to to assemble uh, to put all the molecules together to assemble like a human being would be like flying a, a hurricane through a junkyard and assembling a 747. He said it's that complicated, <clears throat> you know. It's that's, that's that, and that's that's also why people can't believe in religion because they think, oh, right, it's so complicated. There has to be a creator, you know, to create it. Um, and yeah, I mean, you go into quantum physics uh, where nothing is real until it is, everything's in a superposition until it's been observed. So the observation of something makes it real. Um, that could be like, and that's why people believe in a, a God as well, is uh, to, to make us real or make the universe real, something has to be observing it uh, according to quantum physics. Um, so you've got a lot of uh, religious people jumping onto the quantum physics bandwagon now to try and prove that God is real. Um, but you know, if, he, if God was real, wouldn't he really make it known? I don't really think that has anything to do with proving the existence of God, however. Yeah, no. I, it really has nothing to do with God, which is why I'm amazed anybody would try to uh, sort of, you know, try to go on that route to describe a possible God with string theory or anything of quantum mechanics when, yeah, it yeah. just, those people are kind of confused in my opinion because that has zero to do with a God. Exactly, yeah. I mean, they, <laughs> yes. they look at the, the universe and they say, oh, it's so mathematically perfect, the universe, you know, just one little thing different or you know, if we were a millimetre out this way or a centimetre out, then there would be no light. That's just such a load of crap. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And, and this, this <laughs> it doesn't Goldilocks work that way. Zone as well. It's like, no, there is no Goldilocks zone. Uh, it's, it, it all depends on the power and size of the star. So there's no there's no Goldilocks zone uh, where there's a where a planet can have life. The planet can be like uh, like right next to the star, but the star's a red dwarf, you know, and just giving off a little little bit of heat, and life can happen on that planet. Or the star can be ten times the size of our star, and the planet's like uh, billions of miles further out than ours, but it's getting the heat, so there's life there, so there's no Goldilocks zone. What do you think? What, what do you think of the flat Earth theory? I uh, just just last night I had on uh, Lee yeah, Austin. Guys, get a sniper rifle, try and shoot someone three miles away. <laughs> That's a great point, actually. <laughs> yeah, you they, know, they'll I, learn all about they learn all about windage and elevation and stuff like that, and they'll find out that it ain't flat. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, I had I had on a gentleman by the name of Lee Austin, and you know, I really liked the guy. I have I really didn't want to argue with him whatsoever because he yeah. he's like a flat earther all the way. You know, there was no getting to him. I even had told him if the Earth is flat, then why is the sun and the moon in the shape they're in? Yeah, they, but apparently they say they're flat as well. Um, you yeah, know, they say that uh, too. So. Oh yeah, I've joined a few groups just to just to mess around with them. You know, it's, it's funny as hell. <laughs> no, there's there's so much to say uh, to yeah. sort of describe to them why 
their whole notion of the flat earth theory, uh, you could kind of take it apart very easily, but you know, some, some, some of those folks though, they really believe in it a wholeheartedly. So you, you really can't get through to them. No, they won't listen. They won't listen to you. And, and, and it's like the saying goes, there's no point in arguing with an idiot, right? Because it's like playing chess with a pigeon. Um, all the, all the pigeon will do is knock all the pieces down and strut around like it's victorious. Well, some people just uh, don't listen to reason. No, they, that's it. Exactly. You can't argue with an idiot, you know, because yeah, that just makes you an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I just, you know, it was, it was not going to go. Yeah, it was not going to go anywhere though. So I just thought, no, yeah, arguing, never. arguing with him is just not going to work. No, it's, it's no point. No point arguing with it. You just got to walk away from because there's no, no matter how hard you try and convince them, they are never going to listen to you. So you need to, you need to just move away and leave them to it. Um, yeah. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry you have to say it that way, but it's true. I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to try to control anyone. <laughs> I don't want to control anyone's, you know, freedom of thought. And what they subscribe yeah. to, you know, if you want to believe that wholeheartedly, I'm going to let you. Yeah, that's fine. Believe what you want. Just don't force it onto anyone else, you know? Yeah. That's the best way we could put it. And in terms okay. of in terms of uh, human origins, just to go back quickly here, um, yeah. I've always leaned towards the theory of uh, panspermia, which is how, panspermia. right, yeah. the, you know, the theory of how life originated on earth through microorganisms uh oh, science science leans more towards that in terms of probability than you know most other theories well, science, out there scientists now most pretty much all of them actually now believe that there is abundance of life in the universe but i agree with that and as that, well yes that's how we came about yeah i think it's a byproduct of the creation of the universe life is a byproduct because the building blocks of life float around freely in space, amino acids, you know, hydrogen, everything floats around in space and it's picked, it's picked up by asteroids um, flying around. They gather it up and they distribute it onto planets when they right. hit them, you know, and they've proven that these, uh, you know, microorganisms can survive the, an impact of an asteroid. They're, they're really tolerant and they can survive the coldness of space. So this, these bugs and bacteria, they're flying around all over the place. The whole universe is teeming with life all over the place. Just because you can't see it doesn't, matter, doesn't mean it's not there. You know? Yes, exactly. Like, look out your window and tell me if you can see an elephant or a lion. You can't. No matter how hard you look out your window where you live, unless you live in an, unless you're living in the country where those animals are, and you're uh, right right on the you know the plane, you won't see one. But that doesn't mean they don't exist, you know. Yes, and that uh, reminds me of a gentleman by the name of Ego Swan. Oh yeah, the uh, remote viewer. Correct. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Pretty strange is, stuff, right? The whole Stargate project. Well, the remote viewing is pretty much a, 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 an established um, established thing. Uh, and that all comes down to consciousness. 
and this is and this is what I believe we are we are all God. We are part of a cosmic consciousness. We are we all contribute to a, a consciousness. We are all part of it, you know. The universe is consciousness, you know. And uh, and we're just part of that consciousness. We feed into it. Um and that's how you can connect with other people. You can connect with people from the past, the present, and the future. This is what um, Edgar Casey said. And Edgar Casey, have you heard of him, the Sleeping Prophet? Oh yes. He's the most documented prophet of all time, and and very very extensively uh, documented. And he was very religious as well. And one guy asked him, "How do you find out all this information? Is it God?" And he said, "Oh no, no, I." I, I concentrate, I go into a trance and my mind connects with the mind of someone else and I get the information that way. So this is coming from a really religious guy who could have said, yeah, God tells me, but he said, no, I connect with the consciousness of other minds. You know, you uh, just reminded me, by the way, of uh, David Wilcock, who <laughs> believes he is the reincarnated, uh, reincarnated form of uh, Edgar Casey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I really like him. I think he's uh I think he's brilliant. He's uh he's I mean he's he's done some really, really good study. That's a very far a that's a very far out claim, however. Yeah, it's a wild thing to claim. Uh he does look a bit like him though. He does but resemble he him that. though, that's true. He does he does look like him, he really does. Yeah, it's it's uncanny. But you know, you've got people that um I think some old photos actors uh, you know that were alive today and they, they, they were saying oh, do some of these actors like they've been alive for like 300 years because there's a picture of them like a civil war outfit and stuff like that you know um, yeah and that it's just someone that looks similar that's all it is you know similar gene gives you a similar look oh yes um, speaking of reincarnation and speaking of reincarnation, uh, do you believe in that yourself? Well, I mean, reincarnation can't happen the way, um, let's say, you've lived a, a life all the way up to 80 years of age. You've been through a couple of wars. You've seen so many horrible things. You, you, you've been through lots and lots of, you know, um, just the traumatic situations and stuff like people dying and, you know, they've had to deal with. If you were reincarnated with those memories, you'd be a fucked up child. <laughs> I think so, man. <laughs> yeah. So, so that, that I think what happens is that you do retain some of that knowledge. And I think some people, the, the, what they call the soul or the consciousness, the consciousness is re rebooted, if you like, you know, and uh, and sometimes some memories are retained from that form of consciousness, but it can't it can't be the same consciousness as before, and and carry the carry the knowledge because consciousness and the brain are two different things, you know. Your memories make you who you are that's your memories 
your consciousness is something completely different to your memories. So if you transplant your consciousness into someone else, you still have your memories, but you could have the consciousness of someone else. You see what I mean? We're getting cut off a little bit there, but... Michael, I've lost it. Yeah, I hear you now, though. Sorry, man. Probably like the CIA listening in. Damn, he's worked it out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you were cutting in and out there for a moment, but everything sounds fine. And yes, consciousness. Scientists uh, today still have so much trouble trying to explain what consciousness really is. It's a hard question. You know, David Chalmers, the philosopher, that's who came up with it. That's the hard question. Consciousness, the hard question of consciousness. And it is. Um, People don't really understand it. We know that consciousness affects the outcome of uh, some quantum physics experiments, like the double slit experiment that's affected by consciousness. Um, uh, by, by us observing the experiment makes a particle into a wave. Um, and before that, it's in a superposition. So, uh, and if you do the experiment in different ways, sometimes the particles travel back in time. Yes, and uh, would you yeah. would you say consciousness is both inside and outside of the brain? I think, I think we're part of um, we form a collective consciousness. I think we um, we we are the judge, jury, and executioner of of everything. Um, I think if you put a, if you have a lot, you have a lot of people that have a lot of hate, uh, the consciousness becomes dark. You know, I think people can feel that. Like they did some experiments when they looked at some, they did some some uh, some graphs. And can't remember who did this. I wish I could remember. Uh, like it was like a huge spike. When 9/11 happened, ah, um, yes, some sort of, they had some sort of apparatus, and then they looked back at other things, but there was huge spikes, and it's just like a the reaction from human beings that other human beings have died, and there's like a huge spike. Um, and they also did this experiment with. I'm not sure if this story is true or not. I don't know where I heard it, but it goes it goes like this. There was guy that owned a shop, flower shop, <clears throat> okay, and his uh, nephew was working for him, and they found the guy dead, and the police investigated the death, and it was a murder, and they couldn't find out who who it was, so they brought in they brought in some 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 guy that had a new technique, and uh, he he basically wired up his uh, machinery. To, to the to the plants in the place, the living plants, not the not the cut ones, the living ones in the pot. And he, they brought them all the subjects, and the only the only one that had a spike when that, when the person walked in was the nephew. So the plants sort of you know reacted to the to the nephew walking in. They had like a bad reaction to him, and then it turns out that it was the nephew that murdered his uncle for the money. 
So the, the plants have like a reaction as well. And they, they can test them. Plants, when you snap the leaf, they, it's like a little, little spike. So they're, they're reacting to it. Yeah, you know, that's not the first time I've heard uh, stories like this. No, no, it's, you know, it's a living, it's a living thing. Isn't I think it, it was, I think it was really, uh, this talking to plants, this got really popular, I think sometime in the seventies and eighties. Yeah. Yeah. The flower power. Yeah. I mean, well, talking to plants is good because you breathe out, um, carbon dioxide and that's what they breathe in. I think there's and a guy, out. I think there's a guy by the name of Dr. Stephen Farmer, if I recall, who, I talked a little bit about this before. He's yeah. an older older gentleman. Okay. Right. What did he do? I've not heard of him. Yeah, he talked about uh, some of this, and he would want people to uh, talk to their garden, basically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I, I, you know, when when the when the universe was created, or when it when it expanded or however it happened, um, I don't really sort of buy into the Big Bang theory um, either because I don't think you can create something out of nothing, um, which is where they're at at the moment with the Big Bang theory. I think it had to be something huge that collapsed and then exploded. Um, but I think when that happened, it, everything was infused with some sort of consciousness, everything, you know? like planets, rocks, a rudimentary form of consciousness everything has. Um, because when you break everything down, we're all atoms. You know, that's what everything's made of, you know. And maybe each atom has a rudimentary form of consciousness about it. And maybe maybe the particles do as well, you know. Yes. Um, and, and by the way, I just wanted to quickly say, uh, Stephen Farmer is the author of a book called Earth Magic. Yeah, now I, now I recall. Okay. Yeah, he okay, great. He gets into all uh, that stuff, but yeah, I just wanted to quickly put that out there for those that are listening and wondering who the hell is that. Yeah, no, no, no it's a nice one. I'll, I'll get that myself, to be honest. Yeah, he's like a shamanic. Think, he's like a shamanic practitioner. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a, you've got you've got to listen to everyone. You know, you can't just write write people off. You've got to listen to them. Like they, you know, there is some. They might have something that you've not thought about. You know, that's true. Can't be completely but, closed-minded. No, no, not at all. But yeah, you know, definitely, we know this consciousness. We know we're conscious, so we know it exists. But we just can't explain it. Yeah. Um. Everyone, has, everyone has different theories. Um. And that's the good thing about discussion and debate. Um. Because it gets you towards the answers that you're looking for. Because when you bounce ideas off each other, um. That's how you. That's how you get the answers. You know, uh, Einstein had a great saying said simple minds um discuss people average minds discuss events and 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 the geniuses and not geniuses and you know um great minds discuss ideas he's right about that uh, yeah yeah it's true you know you can see you, know, you can see it the people that talk about other people and stuff i don't i never get into that um that sort of discussion when someone like you know Lagging someone off or something, and it's okay. I don't want to be part of that um, negativity, you know. Right, and um, I'm sorry to completely change 
the subject here. Not home. But I definitely wanted to switch gears ever so slightly here and bring you to the attention of a book that we discussed uh, in private long well, a couple of weeks ago. We actually talked about it. The book yeah. Somebody Else is on the Moon. Yeah, by George Leonard. There you go. Yeah, that, that, that is fantastic. I mean, that was taken out of print by the government, that book. I mean, you can you can buy them on eBay. I think I bought one. 75 pounds they're rare um they made a reprint of it which is rubbish the reprint but the the original one if you can get hold of one of them definitely get hold of one of those and keep hold of it because that's a that's a real collector's item but the story of that goes uh there's a guy called vito sakari um and he was an oil engineer and he had a friend that got hold of this book and he rang vito up he said Peter, you've got to come with me to NASA. You've got to come with me to NASA. The, you know, we've got to put this book. And you've got to see it. And so he was like, okay, okay, okay. And showed him the book. He said, okay, it's, let's go down to NASA. So no one's ever done this. NASA's always said, right, we're a public company. You know, uh, everyone's in, everyone, anyone's entitled to come and look at what we do and see what we photograph. And da, da, da. No one's ever done it. No one's ever gone to NASA and said, yeah, right. Okay, so as a taxpayer, we've got the right to have a look at what you're doing. So this is what these two guys did. They went down and they got basically snowballed by NASA and given the runaround and, you know, sent backwards and forwards and then they were investigated, um, you know, and, and all sorts of stuff uh, until finally they, they got an address of a building down this long, like, narrow road that just went into, like, a forest um, and didn't have any sign signs on it or anything. It was just a building uh, basically in the middle of nowhere with all these people working in it um, that worked for NASA um, and probably CIA as well because everything that NASA broadcasts goes through Langley. CIA headquarters. They've got a big part of, big part of doing that. Um, but when they got to look at these pictures, they had the, um, the pictures in George Leonard's book are not very clear because obviously it's a small book and, uh, and the, the, the quality is not good. But they had the, the, picture, the, the numbers for the pictures. They said, look, we want to have a look at these pictures, these numbers. So the guy said, all right, wait here. You know, they had these in the room, great big tables, huge tables, and he brought out the pictures. And it's not like a, a little photo like like you think it would be, like a, you know, Polaroid photo or the ones you get from the, you know, the Photoshop and they've been exposed, uh, you know, printed. Now, these photos are huge. They're like, they're like a, they're like about six foot by four foot. A huge photo you know, takes up the whole table, and uh, they said when they saw these photos and they saw what was on the moon, they said they they were they feared for their life. They they thought, shit, are we going to get out of here alive? Now we really don't want to look at these anymore. They they were they were really scared. They saw they saw structures on the moon, old old buildings, ruins, um, pipe work. 
old something the derelict machinery or you know they saw all sorts of things uh in these photos and um when they when they went to, they said uh, right we'd like to buy these photos um so they paid the paid the guy there a thousand dollars or something and they, they said yeah we'll send you the photos and when the photos came through they were just like you know your normal size photo <laughs> not a great big one that they looked at and it was all all distorted and blurred so uh, and that's basically what you what you get from NASA um just a blurred photo of something but the actual photos are pretty damn amazing and, that, and another guy called um Carl uh Carl Wolf he was working for NASA and he got asked to come in and repair one of their machines and when he went into the laboratory one of the guys there the lab technician said look come and have a look at this look at these photos and he was oh, i don't think i'm allowed to he said just have a look at them quickly he looked at these photos and he also said there was structures on the moon you know just amazing stuff on, on the far side of the moon yeah it's weird it's weird mm. have you seen the um the Apollo Apollo 15 photo, and it's basically like a fuselage that's sticking out of a crater. I believe so. Like, yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. You know this. Yeah. This all you reminds know. me again of what we were talking about in terms of remote viewing, and the CIA using a couple of remote viewers themselves to remote hmm. view the region of Mars, where the remote viewers then describe. The faces on Mars and the pyramids. Yeah, yeah. Well, Mars, Mars was Mars was like the Earth. Um, like when you when you see the pictures of Mars these days, that you know, where they show you, they they make it they tint it red. It doesn't look like that. When you're standing on the planet, it's got a blue sky. You know, it's um, it's, it's not the the desolate place they make out. It was um, it was a, a very much like the Earth once. It had Oceans and rivers and plant life and all sorts of stuff and probably you know all different kinds of life on there. Um, but it, looking looking at our solar system, if you look back a you know million years ago, you would have seen two Earths, two planets next to each other. You know that looked very much the same. It's pretty amazing. Yes, it makes you wonder why NASA has been lying about so many different things and photoshopping their their photos people will freak out that's why all the religious lot will just freak out and they proved that when that awesome wells did his um uh broadcast his radio show and there were a bunch of people i think one guy just just left his family in the house and and buggered off to the mountains by himself <laughs> because that yeah do you blame him and there was uh, yeah, yeah, I do. Um, and there was, they, they committed suicide. Some people committed suicide because of that radio show. I mean, that, that's how much, uh, the, the, the religion that they believe in, believe in makes them fear something else that they, that they don't believe in. Oh, I don't know. It's confusing. It's, uh, but that's why they do it because they know that there would be like, huge pandemonium people would be like oh no you know people would just lose it they would lose it they wouldn't be able they wouldn't be able to deal with it 
Yeah, they were. And they, they know that the government's taking onus. So you can't, you can't blame them for keeping it from the public. Yeah, the mass hysteria would be a problem. It would be a problem. Yeah, it would be. It really would be. And that's why they did um, the Project Blue Book was basically set up to make all the events, to give a scientific explanation on on everything that was being reported. Um, and they, they had they assigned a civilian uh, scientist, J. Allen Hynek, to work with the Air Force. And in the end, he couldn't deal with it no more because he was so fed up of lying that he just came out and told everyone the truth and then mysteriously died. Yeah, it's um, funny you mentioned Project Blue Book. And I'm, and I'm yeah, starting to hear that echo again. That echo again. Ah. Oh, no. Yes. What's happened? I don't know what happened there, but I'm hearing uh, myself again now. Myself now. It's come back. Yeah, it's come back to haunt us. But yeah, um, in regards to Project Blue Book, there is a TV series now that's been going on. I'm not quite sure if you caught that, but it's, I think it's been on the History Channel. Yeah, I've seen that. I've got to, I've got to watch that. It looks pretty good. Um, I, I think I've watched something else. Um, Side factor. That's 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 what I've been watching. That's pretty good. But I tell you what, if you can get hold of a series called Dark Skies, um, that was done a long time ago. That is absolutely brilliant. That that one. That's all to do with the Warren Commission and stuff like that. And Truman when he uh, met um, met the aliens and stuff, which is uh, uh, allegedly what happened. But that's that's a pretty good show. That um, yeah, there's a movie uh, called Dark Skies, by the way. Yeah, it's the yeah that the movie's crap. Um, but that's a, yeah, I was gonna say, but that's a different <laughs> uh, different yeah. thing there. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a series. It's a TV series. Um, yeah, if you can get hold of it, it's called Dark Skies. It's excellent, it's excellent, really good. Yeah, I know what. Oh, I, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, I know what TV show. Now. It's an old one. It's an old one. Hmm, it's an old one. Yes, and now yeah. everyone's saying there's a clone now, now. There's a clone now. A cult of what? No, l- l- let me call you back here on, on let Skype. Here. <laughs> Let's see if that fixes it. Okay. Yeah, we were, we were having some really annoying uh, echo issues there, ladies and gentlemen. It was really scary, yeah. I'm with you, chat room. It was... A clone. We must kill the clone, ladies and gentlemen. Let's see if this will fix the problem. Ring it away. Hello. There we go. Gone? I think so. I'm not hearing myself. Good. I think we probably killed the clone. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes, very good. So, back on track here uh, in regards to terrible TV shows that were canceled. Um, yeah. Yeah, lots of these TV shows really never last very long uh, when they deal with extraterrestrials and, and that nature. It's yeah. pretty unfortunate, yeah, that, really. I was trying to think of the one that I really, really liked. Um, 
uh, and that's called Strange Angel. That's the one I watched recently as well. And that's basically about Jack Parsons. And that I thought, well, it's about time they did something about Jack Parsons because that guy's never mentioned really, you know, and he's he's one of the great rocket scientists of all time, you know. Yeah, so um, so that's what that so that's what that show's about. Yeah, it's called Strange Angels. Really good because it, it shows you the, all the weirdness that these guys get into, like in the desert and stuff, and these weird part of this weird cult. And this is where L. Ron Hubbard's all part of this um, this strange cult that they they're, they're all part of. Um, and you see it all in this show. This, this weirdness, they go through these weird sacrifices, and you know, and that's just very odd. Yes. Um, you know, mm-hmm. scientist by day, really strange, freaky guy by night. <laughs> oh, yes. And of course, this draws me to a much more serious issue that went down in New Zealand. I wanted to get your take on the latest shooting that took place, a quote unquote lone gunman which we know there was a few other yeah, people I, involved. Yeah. I've, I've not, I've not heard how they, how they've been involved or what they, what they, what they actually did, but I actually got sent. Some, a friend of mine sent me the video. Oh, okay. I didn't, so know, you saw. I didn't, I, I didn't know what it was. Mm. There was no, no writing with you. Just sent me the, the link. So I've watched it and, I, I couldn't make any sense out of it when I was watching it. it just, yeah, I thought it was a game, you know. It was like a first-person shooter game, you know. That's what it looked uh, like at first, yeah. Because, yeah, because they had the shotgun and then they threw the shotgun down. And it looked like that game Doom. Do you remember the game Doom? When yeah, of course. And, you know, it, it just looked like that. And the gun was weird. It was all painted. With, it all had white all over it. It's like, this is just really weird. What is this, a new game or what? And I don't know, it's just, it just, it just looked very strange to me because, um, he walked into the, you saw him shoot like the guy in the, in the, in the doorway, uh, with the shotgun, like three or four, five, six shots and then threw the gun down. Then you see the machine gun come up, which is, uh, I think it's an AR 15, um, type, you know, platform. Um, and then, but he walks into the room, he shoots it. You can see him shooting a few people that are just walking past. And But there's a whole pile of people on the floor already. And he walks into the room and he's just shooting at them again. Um, I don't know. I couldn't, I couldn't work out. When I found out, I deleted it from my phone after I watched it because I don't like stuff like that anyway. Um, uh, and I've told my mate that I said, uh, he knows about like stuff. Like that. I think that's why he sent it to me. Um, oh, so he sent it to you to, I guess, troll you to some degree. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he sent me like videos like before, like like a Chechen soldier getting his head cut off. Oh, okay, some like, gore type shit. Yeah. Don't don't send me stuff like that, please. I don't I don't want it on my phone. I don't want to look at it. You know, just don't send it to me. Um, so like when you sent me this, I was like, ah, oh, I really, I didn't, I didn't think it'd be like real. Uh, but when I saw the news, I was like, oh my god, that's the video. Yeah, and it was, was it was pretty. Back, I said, is that is that the thing that happened in New Zealand? Right. Like, 
on the news. Is that the, the video you sent me? And he was like, yeah. I said, oh, my God. That's horrible. That really, I mean, anyone that goes and shoots on our, someone that's unarmed, and it doesn't mean anyone that's unarmed is fucking cowards, isn't it? You know? It's just the most terrible thing. It really is. Yeah, it was, it was pretty it's, awful. Yeah, it's just, it's just disgusting. It's disgusting. And it, it's just like evil fueling evil. That's all it is, isn't it? Let's face it. It's, it's nothing to do with any religions or anything. It's just pure evil, you know? Pure evil fueling pure evil, you know? Yeah, if you go, um, if you go that far uh, to slaughter innocent people like that, yeah, you can't go, yeah. go around killing people without a probable cause. No, and, uh, and that's, and I think that's what I, I love the American Second Amendment. And I, and I do think everyone does have a right to arm themselves. They but do. What the, what the New Zealanders are saying that now, oh yeah, we're going to bring in stricter gun laws. No. What, why has that got anything? It's like, it's like, um. That's not going to help. Some, like someone using a car, like they have done, to run people over, like they did in London, and then someone saying, right, we're going to bring in stricter car laws. We're not going to let everyone have a car. <laughs> because yeah, people it's are a car, car as a weapon. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, exactly. it's really right. ridiculous. The whole true, uh, thought true, that because lots of people have been run over with cars, right, on purpose, right? Terrorists, you know, that didn't have access to weapons, so they used the car instead, or they used the knife, like when that soldier Lee Ridley was attacked um, in in London. But they don't go saying, right, that's it, we're going to outlaw lives, knives, because. Too, too many people are getting stabbed, you know? So we're going to get rid of knives. It, it's not the knife that does the killing. It's not the car that does the killing. It's not the gun that does the killing. It's the person, isn't it? Yeah, stricter gun laws is not going to gonna save want. anybody, really. You want, all right, get your, so you get rid of all the... You tighten up all the gun laws. Uh, well, some are going to use an axe, or they're going to use uh, a bow and arrow. You can't ban everything... If if those guys that were attacked in New Zealand were armed, that guy wouldn't have got past two or three people. You know? If a couple of them were concealed carrying and could defend themselves against a shooter, then yeah, you know. Right, and for those that don't know, the entire online video is on... Um... I guess a few couple, a couple of websites like DTube, I'm pretty sure you could find the video, but I wouldn't recommend anyone going out there and actually seeking the video. Uh, unless no, you... It's just like, you, you don't, you don't want to watch it. I, 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 I wish I never watched it, you know, because it's not something I want in my memory, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's pretty it's intense. Not, yeah, it's not. Not something I, 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 it's not something I like. It's not something I like to see. It's something that disturbs me, you know, and uh, uh, and uh, it, it just makes me feel shit, you know. And it, it, you can, I just don't understand how someone can just take someone's life away from them with no consideration, no empathy, no nothing, you know. But that's the history of humanity, isn't it? We're a pile of burning bodies, aren't we? In a you way, know, yeah. Tortured and burning bodies, you know, throughout history, you know. 
war after war after war. I think England, uh, I think someone said, there's not, you know, I'm add it all up, there's not been a month where England's not been at war with someone. <laughs> Fighting a war somewhere. Yeah, there's always a war. War never, yeah, war never ends. Difference between a war and a blatant shooting like that is a war is there are rules. Well, most of the time, <clears throat> you know, you do get people that break the rules, but they become war criminals and they get convicted as such. Um, but basically, you're competing against someone else with a similar type of weapon, you know. So that's fair game, isn't it? I but believe so, like, and also Milo Yiannopoulos also banned from entering Australia now as well from comments that he made that were considered anti-Islamic. Yeah, but the thing is, right, why is it anti-Islamic? He's entitled to, to his opinion. If that's his opinion, then isn't he entitled to it? I, I mean, I, I might not agree with what he said, but I'll, I'll defend him to the death. For, his, for him to be able to say whatever he thinks. That's true. I'm not exactly a fan of Milo whatsoever, but he does have the right oh. to say whatever he wants. That's... He does. Everyone has the right to say what they yeah. want, and that's exactly it. You can't stop people from saying what they want. That's the right, you know. People have different opinions. And like I said, that's how, that's how you get to the answers, by discussing things with people, even if they have a different opinion to you. You may agree to disagree in the end. Can you imagine, you may... though? Can you imagine though, what you say actually gets you banned from a country? <laughs> yeah, no. That's pretty outrageous. Yeah, 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 it's just rubbish, isn't it? It's like um, I think poor old Liam Neeson come out with something, didn't he? That, I don't think he meant to say it, you know. He's, get, he's getting older and stuff, but he was pretty much crucified for, for saying something bad as well. Um. Almost like the thought police, isn't it? Yeah, you know? it, it, that's what it really is. Freedom of thought is well, being taken away. Yeah, yeah it's like you, you're getting punished for, for you, because what you say is a thought first, isn't it? So it's like the thought police. Um, you know, yeah, I don't agree want, with I don't agree with what he want, said, but I mean you want, that's you know that's yeah. his personal opinion. Yeah, what you write on Facebook, you can be arrested for. You know, it's just ridiculous. That's awful. It is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, this is what happened to me. After I came out of prison, well, remember I told you about that girl, I put on there, I think it's a fucking disgrace what this girl, I didn't name her, what this girl has done for me and my family, my poor son suffering, stuff like that. And do you know what she did? She used her boyfriend policeman again, reported my Facebook post, and then they tried to arrest me for that. Wow. Just writing that, I was sitting in a police station, right, because they said, come in for an interview, and I was like, why am I sitting here? They said, oh, well, she said, uh, uh, and I was like, that, first of all, uh, that post that I've put, it's not, I've not mentioned anyone's name, right? Um, I've not threatened anyone. It's not malicious. It's not anything. It's not offensive. It, it, you know? She knows it was directed at her because she's feeling guilty about it properly, but there's no name there, you know? No, I'm not naming anyone, not shaming anyone, you know? Why the fuck am I sitting there, you know? Again, because, not because I should be, because someone can make me sit there, you know? 
just a waste of time, isn't it? So they did you dirty like that, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I said in the end, I said, look, Facebook is an avatar. If you're gonna if you're gonna arrest every single person for writing something on Facebook or Twitter, right? Then you may as well arrest most of the world that are playing video games, killing people in video games, because that's their avatar in the video game. And they're online gaming, talking to each other, shooting, killing people in these games. Go and, go and fucking arrest them. They're, they're virtually shooting people. And you're virtually offending people. <laughs> By the way, going back to the shooting really quickly here. You know, when I first saw the shooting, you just reminded me because you said video game. Uh, yeah, it, it really did look like a video game. And it not. I thought it was a video game. Well, here, I, I really did. Here's the thing, though. To be completely honest, I've seen way more gory and gruesome type videos online. Uh, this shooting was somewhat tamed uh, slightly until you really, you know, think about what happened. And then your mind, yeah. then your mind starts racing in terms of what would happen if I'm in that scenario. Would I run to the nearest exit or would I run to a corner like those poor people did in the church? And also, yeah, I, think I, I, mm-hmm, I heard ahead. someone say on social media, I didn't see any blood come out of anyone when he got shot. But no, I saw sense. blood. <laughs> I saw a lot of blood. I saw people's yeah. heads. Uh, being shot and i saw that woman's uh, part of her hair fly off which was part of her skull leaving her her head there okay i must have uh, i probably didn't watch the whole lot then i saw plenty I'll of blood believe me yeah for those yeah, that yeah. say it was fake i think you're an idiot uh that yeah. was pretty damn real to me uh there was plenty mm-hmm. of blood i saw a lot of that and another thing i noticed was he was extremely accurate with his precision. He knew exactly what he was doing, and he took out this yeah. woman from a distance. Uh, uh, I don't know how many feet away it was, but it wasn't a short distance. And, and I thought when he came out out of the gates of the 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 mosque and just and started firing down the street. Yes, I couldn't. I couldn't really see what he was shooting at. It was I didn't have my glasses on. Well, was that a, on my phone. it was out of range. You I can't know. really tell who he was shooting yeah. at. Yeah. But when uh-huh. he shot across from the yard uh, right there at the mosque, he nailed this woman from pretty far away. And that's when I realized, okay, that's not like a regular Joe. It's not like a regular person that has played video games their entire life. This is someone who yeah. was actually uh-huh. trained uh, to do exactly what he did that that day. So yeah. to me, this was perhaps uh, this guy, he traveled around. So I'm pretty sure he was trained by some sort of uh, extremist camp out there, some uh, extreme Islamic group he probably got involved with and learned uh, various training uh, methods because this guy definitely was not a rookie. You think he... You... You think he trained with an Islamic group, and then I would have to. I would have. That's what I'm led to believe. To be completely honest with you, it's being investigated right now. Yeah, I mean, it's. uh, You're definitely right. He he definitely knew how to handle a weapon, Uh, and he. You could see he knew how to use them. That wasn't someone that hasn't that's firing that weapon for the first time. I mean, not at all. He got a jam. He got a jam, and he knew how to clear it. 
you know. Um, so that, that's someone that's used used the used the weapon like quite a few times before. So you're dead right there. He um, had great accuracy, believe me, and it's not exactly as easy as easy as it looks when you watch a movie no, and people uh-huh. are shooting. Uh, for those that never actually fired a a weapon in their entire lives, it's a lot harder than you think. Trust me. No, it is. No, I, I go shooting um, uh, yeah, once or twice a week, and um, I shot many guns. Yeah, it's not not that simple. Very difficult, you know, um, very difficult to get to get things on target. You know, you see the films and they're like hitting people running and stuff like like that. You wouldn't you would do that. <laughs> nah, man, it, this this I mean, was not a regular Joe. You've got to be, you've got to be trained like an SAS to 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 hit someone or maybe steal or something like that. that those guys training, training, training so they can hit. Yeah, and and the chat room is the chat room is right. They're saying that he was cool, calm, and collected, which is another reason what led me to believe that. Yeah, this guy uh, was definitely trained to do this. We are not getting the full story yet because I don't even think the media nah. even has the full story yet. Just like the shooter in Vegas. Uh, we all yeah. know that is is BS as well. And yeah, Gang of Four in the chat room says, Michael, he had no emotion at all. Uh, very true. He yeah, showed he no emotion. When he's, and he, when he's looking at you and, you know, looking at the camera, his face was just very, very stern, you know? Yeah, he also, right. he also planned to uh, burn uh, the mosque down. And it was actually kind of interesting because once he ran back into his car, there was a song playing by the artist known as Arthur Brown, who for the longest time, I thought I was one of the only people who even knew who that was or have even heard that song. Um, He definitely planned it very well. I think he thought by the time he entered the car, he would have had burned the mosque down by then because that song Fire was playing in the background. I thought that was a pretty, yeah. pretty interesting touch there. Yeah, it's just, it's just, um, it's not good. It's not, it's not, it's not good for, it's not good for humanity. Shit was you know, crazy. It's really not good. You know, it's not good when, when you've got the Islamic lot killing like people in concerts. It's not good when you've got idiots like that Anders Brevik killing people for the, you know, because of immigrants or this guy killing people. But, I mean. The, the world, the world is a bunch of immigrants, isn't it? Let's face it. Everyone comes from a different place. Pretty much. You know? Pretty much. Yeah, they do, pretty much. You know? you know, I mean, America's pretty much the whole country of immigrants, aren't they? Apart from the native Indians and the Vikings before that who were immigrants. The best, <laughs> the best doctors are immigrants here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it makes, you have to have people from different cultures and stuff. I mean, that's what I like about here um, in, 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 in Spain. It's so multicultural. I mean, we've got um, a neighbor, Spanish, another neighbor, she's from uh, Jordan. Uh, upstairs, we've got an English neighbor. And downstairs, we've got Russians. Um, then we've got Ukrainian uh, just over the street uh, from us. Then we've got some, uh, some Spanish down downstairs and we all and we're all we all talk to each other and it's great it's absolutely fantastic that's true but some people don't see it that way you know some people think uh yeah, that there's yeah. there's some sort of some sort I mean, of um felt, oh go ahead we felt that in, 
we felt that in um, in Wales. That even though the Welsh they're really polite, they're really really nice, but we never made any friends in the two years we were there. The only friends we had that we did make were from Portugal, and they had uh, and 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 uh, and a Muslim family as well. We were friends with them as well because they were sort of outcasts. Uh, a Chinese family we were friends with as well. They were sort of outcasts. So were the Portuguese, and, and so were we because we're like dark skinned. Um, we look Mediterranean, Mediterranean uh, me and my missus. So, um, yeah, it's just uh, very strange. Yes, indeed. That sort of mindset to have is dangerous. Yeah, it's really dangerous. Yeah, I mean, trying, yeah, you just look back at, you know, the just, just the, just the things people have done in the past, you know, against other people, uh, like, uh, you know, that slave with slavery for a start. You know, I mean, that that's just. Why would you want to do that to someone? Why would you want to make someone a slave? You know, it's just. Well, because some people, like, um, for instance, like the last guest I had on, he was a creationist. And there's some people that believe everything in the Bible. Yeah. They say yeah, if it's in the Bible, it must be true. Yeah, and yeah, that's it. I mean, you know, to believe something that's in a book, um, that's, that's, uh, yeah, I mean, just tells you one thing. Doesn't it? The King James edition uh, of the Bible. Um, which edition are they reading? Um, there's lots of editions of the Quran as well, different editions. I think there's, there's two, isn't there? There's the, the Mecca one and the Medina one. And then you've got tons of, tons of different Bibles. You've got the Old Testament, the New Testament, the King James Version, Deuteronomy, um, Numbers, all sorts of different stuff. Yeah, anytime I get into this discussion, I always try to bait uh, most people when I talk to them, you know, off air about religion and the Bible and uh, lots of times uh, I always ask, do you accept everything in the Bible? I'm, I'm just curious. And then that's when they'll say, of course it's in the Bible. It, it's real. I believe everything. I agree with everything. And then that's when I'll say something like, so uh, there are several things in the Bible that I'm sure you probably do not believe or agree with. And that's when I bring up, of course, slavery mm. and uh, you know, you should kill your child if he strikes you. Or using a newborn baby uh, and, and burying it alive on the cornerstone of a new building. That's that's uh, that's in the Bible as well. You know, that's what they used to do. That's in the Old Testament. Yeah, and so is hap know, and happiness is smashing children upon the rocks. Yeah, yeah. And then the circumcision as well, like uh, genital mutilation. Um you know, that's in there, that's in there, you know, you, you've got to do that as well. I mean, come on. Yeah, there's a lot of in there. There's a lot in there that I just, I can't see myself agreeing with. They, they're just books of hate. If you take the Bible crazy. in a literal sense, that is. <laughs> but the thing is, they're plagiarized from the Enuma Elish and the Atrahasis. Uh, these are the old, old texts, and they... Basically, when they were found by people that didn't know how to translate or read it properly and just didn't misinterpret it all, that's how you ended up with the, the Bible and the Quran. Because the, the Quran's just plagiarized from the Bible. The Bible's just 
plagiarized from the Torah, and the Torah's Torah's plagiarized from the Enuma Elish, and that's the Zumerian clay tablets. That's where you go back to. Yeah, the Epic of Gilgamesh. The Epic of Gilgamesh, exactly, and uh, the flood, Noah's Ark. You know that that's that's the um, Zeusudra. Uh, that's the story of Zeusudra. That is uh, Noah's Ark. So you can have all these stories reflected um, way way further back. And the strange thing about the story of Jesus as well is you've got a bunch of other people with exactly the same story. You have Krishna who has the same story as Jesus. Dionysus has the same story as Jesus. No, Horus. Um, Attis of, uh, of Phrygia, he, he has the same story. Uh, you know, there's there's loads of these older gods or older um, divinities or whatever you call them that have got the same story as Jesus. They're, you know, starring out in the heaven. They born of a virgin, uh, you know, three kings, da, 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 um, resurrected, they were crucified. Um, they have exactly the same story. Um, and so it's just a bit strange, isn't it? That, oh, yeah. that all these uh, other figures have all exactly the same story. I think it's, um, yeah. In the chat room it says, there is fisting in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if there is, but uh, maybe there is. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> I haven't found that yeah. part yet. Fisting each other in the face, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good lord. It's, it's just it's, I know when I when I read the Bible, I didn't feel good after I read it. You know what I mean? I was like, hang on a minute. This this person they call he hates humans, and and the humans hate humans. It's a weird. It's a weird. That's a weird story, yeah, man. Too much killing and and obeying and not obeying. And if you don't obey, you get killed. And blah, 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 blah. no, it's like, no thanks. And then I read the Quran. That's exactly the same thing. I think reading the books actually put me off religion. You know, it was like, oh Jesus. <laughs> and what do you that's think of word. what do you think of Muhammad? I, I think he was a madman. Yeah. Was he, he, he was, was he a pedophile? A, uh, of course, was he? He said it himself, didn't he? I, I mean, believe he did. Pretty well, he, he's pretty well um, documented because it's much more recent. He would um, be. He Jesus, he seems like a he seems like a real uh, Catholic type of guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Really, really similar, isn't it? And there yeah. is a there is a massive similarity with Catholicism. And Islam. They're They're really, yeah. <laughs> That's why I said that, yeah. yeah. Very odd, isn't they're, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, but they're, but it's because they all come from the same source. That's why it's the same It's the same religion with a different name and a few different rules. Was that, God's, was that God's plan for those kids to get molested by yeah. Cardinal George Pell? Yeah, it's just awful. I mean, that and the church gets, and all they do is they don't, they don't get punishing. They just move them from one place to another. You know, I mean, the 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 Vatican was is the most corrupt place in the world. You know, they're they're their they're their own country. They don't pay no tax, right? Anything that's of 
importance to the history of humanity is locked up in their cellar, so no one can find out the truth. They've got the Swiss guard there, so in case anyone wants to break into the place and find out the truth, um, yeah, um, they helped a whole bunch of Nazis escape. Um, they're just they're just a horrible bunch, aren't they? They really are. They really are. That's true. You definitely have a lot of these types of individuals that are in the church that take advantage of their own flock, just like the pastors out here in California who are multimillionaires. Yeah, because they don't pay no tax. I always like to say, uh, Andy, by the way, it's not against the law to profit off of others' ignorances. Yeah, yeah. But they really, really exploit that. <laughs> they they sure the hell do, man. I just, it just, like, I'm completely down, dumbfounded by individuals out there who continue uh, going to these sort of uh, places, really. Uh, when, you know, when you know they, they are completely corrupted, and yet you still go and, and associate yourself with this sort of thing. Because people are generally weak, and they and they need someone to follow and someone to tell them what to do. Um, they're sheeple, aren't they? They're just, they, you know, they, 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 they don't know, can't think for themselves. You know, they're just a, a cog in the, in the greater. That's the lack of common sense, though, man. Yeah, but that's that, that's what religion does, doesn't it? It clouds your judgment. I think it? it does. I think it it's probably done a lot worse than it than a good these last what yeah. I don't know how many years now, but it's it's been uh, hasn't really been that beneficial. No, no, not at all. I mean, look, you could do an experiment, couldn't you? With like, um, you know, this you get tw you get twenty kids of the age of five and another 20 kids of the age of five and put them in two different uh, like academies. In, in one academy, like, you teach them about Socrates, Einstein, you know, um, just all people like that. Um, in the other academy, you teach them about Hitler, um, you know, the Bible, Muhammad and, and, and the Stalin and people like that. After 20 years, right, what, what are you going to have out of those two academies? Tell you what you're going to have. You're going to have the academy that was taught Socrates and Einstein and stuff like that. You're going to have a bunch of, uh, well, you're going to have one or two geniuses amongst them. Um, you, you're going to have some, some philosophers. You're, you're going to have some, some intelligent people there um, that, that listen to reason, you know. And, and we'll discuss things with each other. The other camp, you can have a bunch of sociopaths. They're all fighting with each other. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And the fighting just never stops. And I have another question for you um, in terms of, again, religion. Um, should we ban religion completely? Do you think that would be beneficial for, let's say, America, a Christian-dominated oh, country? Yeah, it wouldn't be nice if you could ban it. But the thing is, uh, it sort of is sort of in the First Amendment, right? Uh, the separation of church, church and, and state. state. Right. Yeah. But they don't really listen to that because I don't see a separation of church and state anywhere. I don't see a separation of church and state in America. Um, because 
tell you why. When Obama was sworn in, and I've had an argument with someone from America on the internet, and, and like, he unfriended me because he didn't like what I said. Um, I said, yeah, it's two different perspectives, isn't it, from where you, I am? You so offended him. I offended him because I said, I don't believe that they are um, obeying the First Amendment by, by swearing in on the Quran, which is what Obama did, and swearing in on, on the Bible, which is what Trump did. I, don't, I think they should be swearing in on the Constitution of the United States. And I think in England, they should be swearing in on the Magna Carta, which is basically what the Constitution is based on. That's what they should be swearing in on, because that is the that is the laws set forth for the people of the country, isn't it? I believe so. We don't, we, don't the, we don't follow the laws of the Bible. You follow the laws of the Constitution. You follow common law. That's that's what that's what you should be swearing to to abide by common law and to and to swear by the Constitution. And it should be the same in England. You know, to abide by common law, and I'm swearing on the Bible. If I, if I went into a, a a court, no, don't give me a Bible to swear on. I'm not going to swear on the Bible. Yeah, it's even worse. It's even getting worse out here in America nowadays. By the way, uh, Andy, yeah, yeah. in in terms not just with religion, but in terms of the LGBT community. Uh, yeah. Now, now schools, I believe. New Jersey has become the second state in the nation after California to adopt a law that requires schools to teach about LGBT history. And, yeah. uh, you know, personally, I think that's not such a smart move to try to indoctrinate kids at such an early age where they uh, should be focused uh, on being kids and not having to worry okay. about these more adult decisions they make. I think what, what I ask called, it's called child abuse. It's and really, it's, it's child I can't believe child this is going abuse. on. When you teach them religion, that's child abuse, right? When you teach them uh, 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 anything that's not, that's not important to them uh, at, that, at that moment in life, what's important to them in that moment in life is not to be lied to, not to be told a load of bullshit, right? And to, and to, have, have, and to look after them and, and teach them the basics. The basic tools of life, you know, I'm teaching them a load of rubbish, you know, that they, that they, that they're not interested in, you know, that they, it's going to confuse them. Yeah. It's just going to, it's just going to confuse them and, and no disrespect yeah. to the gays and the lesbians and the trannies out there who listen uh, to the program. I yeah. have much love for you too. However, when yeah. you are just a kid, it, it, I don't think that's a positive thing, my friend. No, I think you should, you should, kids should, you should leave out religion when you're teaching kids. You should leave out anything like that. Um, you know, they don't need to learn about sex or anything like that. They can learn about all that when they get older. Exactly. You know, yeah. and they become teenagers and they choose to, okay, I think I want to learn about this religion or I want to learn about that or, um, okay, well, you know, I, I like, girls or I like men and stuff like that. They should be able to talk about stuff like that when they get older. That's when they make the decisions, isn't it? I believe so. I think that would be uh, ultimately the best decision for them 
because again, they're just kids. Uh, they shouldn't have that uh, weighing in on them at all. Shouldn't even be a thought. And the, the worst thing is, you know, with the, the Jewish faith, uh, where they circumcise the kids, that's uh, genital mutilation. You're not giving that child a, a, a you're cutting his foreskin away. I mean, that's like, that's the ultimate abuse, isn't it? It, it is, I really. Mean, Save your foreskins. You're taking a helpless, helpless child, and you're taking a knife, and you're cutting part of his genitals. I mean, I can't think of anything more disgraceful and disgusting than that. You know, it's just awful. And then they, I think they do the same in uh, the... Islamic religion to the to the girls to the women, the women, yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, Good Lord, all to religion, and it's just that shit should be banned. All the evil stuff should be banned. I don't think that, that a religion. If you're a good religious person, then religion works. Yeah, yeah. But if you're a bad religious person, then it's fucking evil. Isn't it? It really then is. Get, yeah, because then they try to they then they try to justify their actions through uh, the Bible or other means. Yeah, you end up with your Charles Manson's people like <laughs> that, you know. It's yes. Ed Bundy's like that's what you end up with. Um, you know, and you get a lot of these evil people that hide amongst the flock. You know? They they will be hidden in plain sight. You'll find the, the most evil people in a religious society. You know that's what they hide. They're hiding in plain sight. Yeah, very you know? judgmental. A lot of a lot of religious folks I've met over the years. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they are. But you know, what can you do? Everyone's uh, free to choose and believe what they want, aren't they? That's true. And with everyone should be able to choose that. But nowadays it seems like uh, places like the Internet are starting to police uh, certain things like Facebook and YouTube and uh, more or less now, I believe uh, HN is being looked down at now. Uh, People are trying to close HN down now. I heard that Google has has got more information on people than the FBI and the CIA put together ever did. No, I agree with you on that one, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. They know more about anyone than, than those government agencies. It's funny, man. It really is. It's Sorry. remarkable how that happens. But Google now has become uh, probably the, one of the most powerful corporations in, uh, in America. And that just goes to prove that Corporations have just dwarfed government here in America. Yeah, but they are fucking intrusive. Very like intrusive. And they are intrusive. They totally, totally don't value your privacy. Not, not in the slightest. You know? It's really, really bad. You know? I mean, that's... It's just another, another name for... Facebook's police book, isn't it? Let's face it. Or, or snitch book, isn't it? You know, it's just, you know, it's just someone writes something on there and, and, to have, and to have 
have someone arrested for something that they've written on Facebook. It's just ridiculous. It is. It really is uh, pretty awful to see that. And of course, Facebook is not having a, a good year this this current year right now with Mark Zuckerberg facing all sorts of different problems with what he did or didn't do behind closed doors. Uh, right, yeah, yeah. Well, he's, uh, he's got his little ties with the CIA, isn't he? You know? Got, I think got, so. Like, an award. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was selling us out for a long time, selling our he information was. to all sorts of places. Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. That's what the, um, that's what the, um, Banks do as well with the credit card companies, and they sell your information. You know, they pass it on to these, uh, you know, these uh, finance companies and stuff like that. They just sell your information. It's just that it's just all wrong. What they do, we are just consensual slaves. You just got to remember that. Personally, uh, I think Mark Zuckerberg should be in jail. Yeah, a lot of these guys should be. Um, they just get away with it, everything, don't they? They really do. Yeah. Like the yeah. like the Clintons, they should be in jail as well for funding their entire campaign on drugs yeah. and guns. Yeah, yeah, but you can't. You know, you, what can you do with these people? They're so powerful. You can't put them in jail. They're just too powerful, aren't they? You know. And if I die, by like the I'm... way, Andy, just know that I was not suicidal. <laughs> yeah, me too. That goes. That goes both ways, right? Yeah, you can't really be talking about that, which is interesting because <laughs> you you saw when they were doing their campaigns, no one no one actually r really brought up Mina Arkansas to uh, Bill or Hillary. Nah, nah, nah. Ain't that cute? Yeah, it's, it's just all. Is I don't know how these people get away with it. Right, they just got they just got tons of power. If it was it's you or me, like, we'd um, be rotting in a jail cell right now, my friend. I get arrested for sneezing. Do <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, yeah, remember Margaret Thatcher, the, the Prime Minister of the uh, England, uh, uh, the Falklands War? Her son, Mark Thatcher, he he funded a coup um, with an ex-SAS guy called Simon Mann, and they ended up getting they ended up getting caught this time and man and a few other mercenaries um, that they hired and they ended up getting caught by um, Equatorial Guinea. That's the place they were trying to take over, the country. So they were going to do a coup against the country and they were jailed. And Mark Thatcher was just completely like, you know, pulled into that. He should have been arrested and put in prison for that because he was selling guns and all sorts of stuff, you know. It's just one one rule for one and another rule for another. By the way, in the chat room, we have Anders in here. He says he looked up statistics and circumcision in the world and very violent crimes like murders among the population in areas where men are circumcised. There were less violence. So maybe social engineer, he wrote. Mm. Right. Less violence in places where people have had their penis chopped. That's interesting. 
Yes, social engineering, yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's a very strange statistic. I'm not sure who went around and, you know, actually looked at guys, um, you know. Difficult one to prove, wasn't it? Yeah, that's um, <laughs> that's a pretty strange one there. No. Are you stuck with us, guys? No. Okay. <laughs> that's hilarious. You stuck with us, Yes. Okay. Right. Yeah, that's a very strange yeah. one. I guess I'll take your word for it then. <laughs> yeah, that's a study I don't want to I know firsthand, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, no, you wouldn't want to be part of that, would you? Yeah, I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take your word for it, my friend. Yeah, exactly. So we are coming to a close very soon here, and I just wanted to get your take on our president, Donald J. Trump, and what the citizens in your country say about him. Usually we don't really get uh, too many different takes on our on our boy. Well, personally, um, Trump is the better one of two evils that were running for presidency. I'm going to have to agree. Uh, yeah. Yeah. If you've got Hillary Clinton... America will be fucked now. Um, I think Trump is, yeah, he may be arrogant. He he may be offensive. Um, you know, he may say the wrong things. I don't think he's a good speaker. Um, you know, he comes across... Some people don't know how to talk or say the right thing. I think he's one of those guys. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you who... Who does his thinking for him is Mike Pence. Mike Pence. That, yeah, yeah, that's the brains behind the lot. That guy, definitely. And yeah. what 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 does the regular citizen say about Trump out there? Uh, the regular citizen. I mean, I've got a few friends that like Trump. I I, I actually like him as well. I think I think he's good. I think he's good for America. You know, I don't think he's good for the world. You know, because I don't think he's a brilliant diplomat. He's a businessman, <laughs> you know, and a businessman with the that's on top of his business. Right. In hindsight, uh, he's in hindsight he's a better he's a better choice than Hillary is, no doubt. Oh God, yeah, 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 yeah. Hillary uh, would have been awful. Oh, it'd be oh, honestly, I think you'd be at war now with someone. Uh, Most likely, man. That's what I fear the most, that we probably would have been involved in some sort yeah. of major war if she was uh, on the chair. Yeah. Yeah, there would be, yeah, there'd be all sorts of changes of law and stuff like that. It would have been awful with her. She's just a mad woman. You can see it in her face. That's just crazy. That's, cra just, that's crazy all in, in that face. That's what it looks like. You know, if you wanted to identify the word crazy, look at her. Yeah, a good example. A yes, and on a side note here, I've been very vocal about Michael Jackson lately because of that documentary that that came out. But even before then, I was still talking about my disdain for some of his actions and decisions that Mr. Jackson made along the way. Um, what exactly is your take on Michael Jackson? I've never really liked him, to be honest. But then I've never really liked Jimmy Savile either. So maybe I saw something in them that I just didn't like. Like that's from like when I was a child. I didn't like them. 
never liked Michael Jackson, never liked listening to his music, never liked Jimmy Savile, never watched his programs. You know? I don't know. I got a lot of um got a lot of heat for not being a big Michael Jackson fan and being kind of uh negative about yeah. him when I would describe him. Lots of his fans very angry with me. A lot of the soccer yeah. moms out yeah, a lot of the soccer moms out there, you know, the half sunburnt stomach full of Xanax. Yeah. Uh, you know, they they didn't like yeah. my take, but they they don't want to believe it. They they've got this their own image of it's the same as like Elvis Presley as well. Uh, Elvis Presley, right, was a bit of a pedo as well, wasn't he? He sure was, yeah. Right? But no one wants to believe that. But if you look at it, and so was um, who's the uh, the uh, the rock singer that came to England with his wife, and she was just twelve years old. Jerry Lee Lewis. Jerry Lee Lewis, that's it. I think that was his cousin, right? Yeah. And he, he I mean that. Thought he'd come over to England and everything would be fine. He came over to England and he got booed off the stage, didn't he? Yeah, right. Yeah, he, he married his uh, he married his thirteen-year-old cousin. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and I think Elvis Presley did the same with Priscilla. I think she was about thirteen, wasn't she? I think she was. Yeah, I think she was only thirteen, my yeah. friend. Holy hell! Exactly, yeah. So, you know, you've got these people that do this, um, but because of their fame and their power, supersedes the badness that they've done, doesn't it? Oh, look at, well, look at uh, Charlie Sheen as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that guy was, I don't know what he's done. Uh, um, I just know he was, like, fucked up on drugs for a long time. He was uh, sleeping with everything. That's what he. That what that was the uh, problem. Yeah, banging hookers. Yeah. And boys. Is he still like the same, or has he sorted himself out? I don't know. I think he calmed himself down, and I don't think he's no longer sleeping with the opposite sex any longer. I could be wrong though. Okay. 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 Just didn't um, Robert Downey Jr. had a. Had a bad stint, didn't he? Um, a long time ago, and then he, he sorted himself out, didn't he? Yeah, he was all so, messed up on coke for a while too. Yeah, then he got himself back in track again, didn't he? And, yeah, back to the top. He's a well, he's a talented bastard, really. That Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, he's brilliant. Yeah, he's excellent. Oh, I can't mess with when that you guy. Saw him go, uh, when you saw him go downhill, it was sad. Oh yeah. Uh, same with Charles. You know, you know, the guy's funny. He is. He's an excellent comedian, you know. And to see him like um, just throw away life like that, um, you know, not following the footsteps of his dad, who is another great actor, you know. Right. So, Andy, we are coming to a close here. And before I cut you loose, I certainly wanted to give you the final word on anything on your mind, anything you'd like to get off your chest. Right now is definitely the time, my friend. Go ahead. Yeah, I just want to um, just say if anyone's listening and they they um, and they want to, you know, um, buy a few good books. A friend of mine um, who's XSAS has got a couple of good books out. One's called The Highway to Hell, and that's about his time in training the private military contractors in uh, Iraq. And the other one's called Spearhead Assault, a 
and that's his time when he was in the parachute regiment uh, in the Falklands. Um, and uh, my wife, she works for a major here, and uh, he's got a book out as well. And he was in the Falklands too, and that's called uh, Price on My Head. He was basically bomb disposal, and the IRA put a bounty on him because uh, he was disarming all their bombs. Um, so, yeah, I've got a lot of respect for these guys. So I just wanted to plug their books. So, you know, definitely, definitely worth a read. I've read them, and they're, they're just brilliant, you know. Yeah. Uh, sound stories and that. So you've got Spearhead Assault, you've got Highway to Hell, and then you've got A Price on My Head. Uh, that's why Kevin Callahan passed my head, and the, and Spearhead Assault and Highway to Hell is by John Geddes. Very nice. And if anyone wants a signed copy, I can get you it. Okay. <laughs> oh yes, of course. Your book Anunnaki Genesis, you can find that on Amazon.com. Yes, go ahead and search there. Andy Jardine is the author, and the gentleman you've been listening to here on the program been enjoying our conversation greatly my friend yeah me too it's always a pleasure to speak with you michael you you really uh know how to sort of bring up the subjects and uh and get into the root of the conversation you know so uh, i appreciate it uh it's always a pleasure mate and i look forward to the next time if you invite me again so uh, no doubt great. Yeah, we'll do it again, my friend. I want to thank you again oh, tremendously well. for spending your time here i know it's a little late there or early, but again, really do appreciate it. And oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> not too bad. All right, all right, my friend. I'll... I hope you're fine. And uh, and uh, yeah, I'll speak to you soon. Take care. Yes, see you on the other side, my friend. Take care. Okay, mate. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And there he goes, folks. That was a great guest there, Mr. Andy Jardine. You can find his book, Anunnaki Genesis, Amazon.com. And of course, before we part ways, definitely want to thank all of you for being here this evening. I also want to thank everyone that joined the chat room. That was pretty fun. And of course, before we take it home, much respect to our international listeners out there. In Germany, the UK, Spain, Brazil, and Canada. I would also like to thank Deprogrammed Radio coming right up and the Fringe FM. Very nice boys and girls out there. And of course, very nice boys and girls in the chat room. Love seeing you there. I'll see you guys soon. Oh, and before I forget, on Tuesday... That's when Benjamin Fulford will be here live and direct. I do apologize for him not being here tonight. But we have rescheduled, and we'll get the job done, I promise. I'm Michael Deacon. And with that said, the world is a mysterious place, and life itself is a mystery. Until next time, good night, everybody. (laughs) 